the cloud, not the crowd. <clears throat> well, hey, welcome back. This is our second webcast, the Parent Hub live webcast. Uh, if you are counting, this is technically, this is episode 10. Can I get a whoop whoop? <laughs> so we have done eight uh, podcasts, audio podcasts, and this is now our second webcast. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight. Uh, tonight's topic, we're going to jump right into it, uh, but before we do that, uh, tonight's topic is staying healthy as a couple. Now, I know what we're going to talk about tonight uh, will sort of span across um, time and uh, not really limited to the sort of the season that we're in right now. We are sort of in a uh, coronavirus crisis right now. And uh, so the topic we're talking about tonight is, is definitely pertinent to uh, these times when things are just a little bit uh, not normal and out of whack. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, uh, last episode, I was a bad host and I did not introduce our guests. And so I'm not going to be a bad host for a second episode in a row. Uh, and so just let me uh, go around the horn and introduce everybody. And you guys could just say, say hi. Uh, but uh, with us, this episode is all episodes is my wonderful co host, uh, the best kids ministry director in the world, uh, Jane Daldner. Uh, say say hi, Jane. All right. And then um, we have Jamie and Naomi Reimer. Hey, guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing good. Good. Thank you. Good. And uh, work with Jamie at Bethany Church as, uh, as he's our um, adult discipleship uh, director. And um, yeah, so, so glad to have you guys with us again. And uh, Genevieve Epp, why don't you say hi, Jen? Hey, guys. <laughs> and so uh, the, the crew is back. And uh, so, so thankful for each of you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, as always, for you guys tuning in and um, uh, whether you're watching, uh, whether you're listening, uh, thank you for thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. So staying healthy as a couple. Um, first question I think of is what is healthy as a couple? Maybe someone's watching. Maybe someone's listening. They're just trying to figure out. Okay, uh, are we a healthy couple? Right? Like what elements sort of need to be present uh, to uh, to be sort of a healthy couple? Maybe, maybe they're thinking, okay, maybe, I don't know if I just need a bit of a tune-up as a couple, or if we need sort of a whole makeover uh, as a couple or a renovation. Um, so as you guys think of what is a healthy couple, uh, when you think of that, what elements are present, or what do you think constitutes health as a, as a married couple? That's what I'm here uh, to find out, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said yes to this. I want to know. I want to know. I want to be the first that's, to know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's humongous to say what, what is healthy. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's, we could spend a whole podcast just on what is healthy. Right. So um, I would say just off the top of my head that uh, being healthy is being able to be yourself uh, with your spouse uh, and also be great together right so it's not that you're 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 lost without your your spouse on a regular basis and yet when you're together you're even better than you were when you were right. alone does that make sense mm. mm -hmm. yeah Good. so so individually you're you're strong right 
and and you're you're confident on your own but when you're together there's kind of a a complementary nest to it right that you're stronger together and, and better together right mm -hmm. yeah yeah awesome I think that that makes me think of uh, like just that sense of whether you you face problems as something between the two of you or whether you face it as something that you're you're challenge you're you're tackling together right and it doesn't have to be problems it can be opportunities right but just seeing that there's a there's a togetherness in this that like you said Jane together we're stronger it's good mm -hmm. yeah. I also wonder too and I don't know if it's just me but um, sometimes. Um, I think finding what healthy looks like for us as a couple or for each individual couple is also important too. Um, sometimes we can look around us and we can say, oh, they spend so much time together. And uh, maybe some couples need more time together. Maybe some couples don't need as much time together. Maybe some couples right. need experiences together. Maybe some couples need face-to-face um, -face time. Like it all depends on kind of how you feel most connected. And I think these things are important to talk about so that you're aware of what your what your what your spouse's needs are and sort of defining and, and figuring out what does it look like for us to be healthy in this season of our life right. and um and then working from that so i wonder if um i know for us that's kind of helped of, of what does it mean for us to be healthy right now together maybe it means we um i know martin you check you talked about check-ins with your wife every 15 minutes at one point um in a previous episode that we had mm -hmm. together i remember thinking that's really cool that for you guys was really healthy for your relationship at right. that time so i'm just brought to thinking about that and having establishing that together as a couple is is probably important for a healthy relationship right so it's not a it's not a one-size-fits-all right it's not here's the model here's what it looks like but depending on the needs of the couple uh, and I think that even evolves over the life of your togetherness, right? When you're, whether you're dating or married, right? What may be some of your needs and what might define health at a certain season in your marriage um, may not define that in a different season, right? Yeah. yeah. What are you saying, Jen? Oh, um. I just was absorbed and so interested in what everyone else was saying. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have anything else to really add, add to that. Um, other than I think sometimes in, um, in our present day and age, it's easy to think about healthy and exclude the spiritual side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I would argue that probably one of the most beneficial things I think that I've seen in couples that I admire or that I feel are very healthy looking is that they spiritually seem to be putting one another ahead of themselves and, and hoping that I'm not sure how to say this well, but hoping that their spouse ends up coming into the heavenly realm better than they were because they were in their life, you know, right. that they worked, they worked tirelessly to benefit their spouse for eternal purposes. And, and that I feel it would be in my mind, a very healthy, <laughs> attractive looking couple. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, definitely when you look at, yeah, and I think, I think Jen, you, you sort of hit it on the head there. Not, no, no matter what season you're in or where you're at as a couple, the idea of, honoring the other ahead of yourself and putting them their needs ahead of your own um, that is definitely going to sort of point you in the direction of health and kind of move you along move you along there whether it's their emotional needs or their physical needs and their spiritual needs 
right? Sort of honoring the other, uh, your spouse, right? The honoring the other person in your couple and putting their needs ahead of yours and, and taking the time to engage with them and finding out what are their needs, what do they need, uh, and being sort of present in their life and engaged with them. Uh, and there was a wonderful book a number of years ago, it was called Married But Not Engaged. And there, the idea was you're, you're almost just roommates kind of sharing the same space, but you're really not, you're really not engaged in each other's lives. And I think uh, when I think of health, that's one of the things I think of is that you're, uh, Jamie, you use the word present, right? But you're present, you're engaged with one another. And, and I think that's, uh, that's just, yeah, a good, a good picture. Uh, when, we think of, when we think of health, um, why is, is healthy important? Uh, why is healthy as a couple important? Like, why would we take the time and the energy and the sacrifice uh, to in, in, into your into your marriage into your lives? I may, I may think about this too simplistically, but I, I just think like when I think of like physical health or something, it just that just means it, it allows me to be my best, right? Or, or it brings the best out of me, and so if when I apply that to relationships, whether it's family in general or marriage in specific, if we're, if we're healthy relationally in our marriage, it's, I just think it's going to bring the best out of us and allow us to yeah. not only experience the best together, but offer the best to, to people around us as well. I mean, again, maybe overly simplistic, but I just, that's where, that's where I go right away in my thinking. And well, when, sorry, I was just going to say when things are unhealthy, they, they continue to deteriorate. So, mm. so as soon as you start going down that path, things just seem to get worse. And, you know, you just, it's just, it's, it's just not, it's totally the opposite of, of healthy, right? It's just a complete deterioration. Day by day, a slow, painful death, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, I, I think what you're, you're mentioning there, Jamie, about, about being too simplistic, I don't think that's, that's simplistic at all. I think, I think that's very profound, right? Mm -hmm. That when we, look at, when we look at marriage, we see, and even if we look at ourselves as parents, uh, I think we understand if we're looking at it, you know, spiritually and, and from a healthy vantage point, we think that, that it is only because of this person, our spouse in our life, and it's only because of our kids in our life that we are who we are today. Like I think we, uh, like our relationship with God deepens as we're in a relationship where we're sacrificing and we're giving, whether that's to our spouse or to our kids. Uh, I think we draw closer to God and become more Christ-like uh, as we sacrifice and as we give. And I think what you're saying, they, saying there, Jamie, I think is profound because it does shape us, right? Uh, it does make us holy and happy, um, right? And, and some people are like, well, marriage isn't supposed to make you happy. It's supposed to make you holy. Well, I hope it makes you holy, but I really hope it makes you happy <laughs> as well, right? Um, that, um, yeah. I have to think about that verse um, where it talks about the two becoming one and just the sacredness of that picture. Yeah. Um, and I think that when we see ourselves as one, for me anyways, it helps me feel more inspired to work on the health of our relationship because I realize right. this isn't just about me. This right. actually affects him. And so when I realize when he's um, not healthy or when I'm not healthy, that actually affects one another. And um, depending on how we're, we're working together on that, um, 
we can actually help each other grow in those spaces um, or we can actually take away from one another. And so I know for me, um, realizing there's a sacredness to that and in oneness and one with each other. And so to me, health kind of looks like that, looks like unity, looks like pushing towards that. And, and that's why it's important because I think it keeps us unified as a couple. And I think if you're that kind of a couple that are really aiming in healthy directions, I think you inspire and encourage and pull along others with you too. So I think you become quite, quite catalytic, you know, in the way that you do your life. So I think that why is being healthy important is because it's not just for you. Like if you think about going to the doctor, is keeping your own body healthy just all about you? Well, partly, but there's other people in the mix that really matter, you know? There might be people who depend on you because you're the caregiver. There might be people who just really enjoy you, <laughs> you know, because you can do things with them or whatever, right? So similarly, I think as couples, it's important to try and aim towards health because of that. Like there's other people in our world that are very much impacted by our own marital and couple health. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's so good, right? That we can spur each other on, right, to good deeds and we can spur each other on to holiness. And, uh, but not only us as a couple and, and those who are in our immediate home, but, but others as well. And uh, no, that's so awesome. So we sort of talked about the what is a healthy couple. We've, we, you know, we just sort of went over some of the why it's important uh, to be a healthy couple. Uh, let's talk about some of the how. Um, how to sort of kind of move us on the direction of health and on the road to health. Um, so talking and specifically even talking about, we're sort of in this weird different season now uh, where couples maybe are, they're trying to find a new normal together. Maybe husband and wife are home together now, they're working from home, so they're together more. Um, how, do, how can we avoid just becoming, and we talked about before, just sort of becoming roommates? How do we stay engaged? How do we stay present uh, together as a couple? Um, again, I feel like I can share from like my ex personal experience, but again, I feel like every couple is different. So I just want to say that again, that it's finding kind of what works for you. But I know for Jamie and myself, we just, we've always like prioritize date nights for us. And that's just a time where I feel like I look forward to um, where we're going to kind of give each other our undivided attention and sort of enjoy something. And so with um, obviously all the stuff with the coronavirus, we haven't been able to do that the same way. And so we've just um, chosen a night of the week still to continue to do that, but it just looks a little bit different, but it's still kind of prioritizing that time where we're still face to face. Maybe we light a candle and we make a special dinner and the kids are in bed and we can kind of just enjoy that. Um, that's one thing for us that has been really beneficial to just sort of remember that like we're together in a romantic way, right? Yes, we're working together at the same time. We're with each other a lot, but we're together in this kind of a way. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a way. And also another thing I guess we've been doing is this might sound super cheesy. Again, you have to do what works for you, but we do this thing where we, we do this like 10 second hug thing and um, where we just hug for like 10 seconds. And something about that for me just feels really grounding. I'm a hugger if you haven't if you don't know about me, I'm a huge hugger. And so for me, that's a big deal for just um, my own self um, and on all levels of um, our relationship. And so that's sometimes just what we do, a 
10 second hug, 10 second hug, you know, throughout the day. So that's, that's just been helpful for me. I don't know. You might have some more to say to what's been helpful, but it's very hallmark, but it's great. (laughs) So do you you count down that 10 seconds? Like, is it a, no, it's much more free, Martin. It's just, uh... (laughs) I I totally steamboat it. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I think, I think when the social distancing is as finished, Jamie, I am, I'm coming in for a 10 second. And right, for, with me or Amy? No, with, with you. Definitely with oh, yeah. you. Yeah, definitely with you. Um, yeah, no, that's a, sort, of, sort of important because when we're together all the time, it can feel like all the time is the same, right? Like, it, like the hours can just sort of run into each other. Maybe you figured, maybe you're like me, like, okay, is it Tuesday today or is it Thursday today? Right? Yeah. Like every day sort of seems the same because we're doing the same thing. Some of us are in the same clothes for most of the week, right? <laughs> And so I think I think what you're saying saying there, Naomi, is really important to sort of prioritize certain times and to set them apart almost, mm-hmm. right? For you as a couple, whether that again for you guys it's a date night, uh, for someone else it could just be couch time, right? Um, but set certain time apart for you as a couple to focus on your like each other's needs and and uh, again sort of just doing that check in, right? I think that's yeah definitely important. Mm-hmm. And and that's not only when you have kids at home. That's something that right. you should carry on throughout. Like we don't have kids living at home really most of the time. And so um, having a date night is still an important time that we have together. And it's exactly that. So you have face-to-face time where you put everything else aside and you're only concentrating on on your spouse and on your relationship and on that time together. And it's, it's nice. It's, it is romantic and it is special and it should be prioritized and and done as as often as as you need it as a couple right weekly is great it's perfect so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I just would add Andrew and I have actually enjoyed working together and living in the same home for quite a few years before moving to St. Catharines and so I am an old pro at living in the house um, while he is working trying to run a business and I'm trying to be whatever I'm doing. And uh, you know what? Becoming roommates is kind of the default. It gets really easy to just uh, see because you see each other all the time. Um, And you get really good at avoiding one another because, oh, they might be on a work call or this might be happening or that might be happening and I need to keep my distance. So finding the appropriate time to actually sit down and have those conversations can sometimes get a little tricky, especially if you're both working different hours. Um, and um, so for me, I think the most valuable thing we found was to still dream together, like to have that kind of a conversation where it's more than just our daily day-to-day activities. It's like, what might we do in the future? You know, where might we be going? What might God be saying to us or, some sort of kind of a a quality of conversation that you don't have on a normal daily basis. Like, did you use all the cheese? I wanted grilled cheese, you know, like those happen, but making that like shift, you know, so that you know that you're not just living in the same house together, but you actually have a shared destiny that you have carved out Hmm. um, as a couple. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. 
<laughs> and it doesn't have to be dreams. It just needs to be an intentional set of things that, you know, that you share between the two of you that you look forward to or that you're working through. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe coronavirus isn't inspiring a lot of dreaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know. All the places we'll go once we're allowed to go. <laughs> Can't get there, but we can do it mentally. <laughs> That's right. So thinking of um thinking of uh, people who are, are in the space where maybe one spouse is is uh, needing to give more. Uh, maybe there's an essential service worker who's just putting in a lot of hours and constantly busy, comes home, is tired. Um, maybe one spouse is, is just sort of on the giving end of the relationship uh, for a season. Um, what would you say to the, 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 the person who's sort of in that spot where maybe they're just tired? Uh, maybe they just don't feel like they have anything left, um, anything left to give, um, how, how do you think we can sort of learn to support um, our spouse, even, even though we can find ourselves maybe in that space of just being tired uh, and feel like maybe we have nothing left to, to offer? You know, I, I, I think about this in a sense of how, um, how unusual the season is, right? Like no one, it feels like no one can say, oh yeah, I've done this before right like this is so new and so unusual and um even just the reality of like we're we're used to wearing many different hats right like the spouse hat the parent hat the neighbor hat the work hat whatever but it feels like now um i don't know if anyone else feels that way but i feel like i'm wearing all the hats at once right it's like usually you get to you get to at least switch them but now it's like all 17 hats are on at the same time and and it's that's exhausting and and then you've got, yeah, our, our first responders or uh, grocery store employees who are, you know, working on behalf of kind of the rest of our society just to help us or truckers or all these things going on. Uh, that's, that's really, um, it's really exhausting. And so anyways, this is, this is all my lead up to say that I think, I think part of what's necessary is just acknowledging a, that this is unlike anything we've experienced before for most of us, if not all of us. Uh, to give ourselves some space and some grace to say like it's understandable that you're exhausted and tired this isn't just one of those times when you when you say I'll suck it up like you know work harder it's like no this is exhausting and then to I think be conversational about that with your spouse um, and be open about it and say here like here's how I feel and um, even just some of the people that I've talked to or Naomi's talked to or we've talked about who've just said like, I've cried more in the past two weeks than I have in the past two months, right? Like that kind of thing, or, or just some of these, like these emotions that are, are stirring and just, just so anyways, all this to just say that, um, like being, trying to be honest about how tired or exhausted you are or how you can feel like, I don't think I have anything left to give. Even just talking about that and naming it, I think can give space to allow for filling again, instead of trying to just suppress it and, and push through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing how much we need to have grace for one another in this season, um, both for ourselves and for our spouse, um, for the different people in our life. And I know for me, I think, I, I think if we see this way as an opportunity to actually become closer to our spouse. So if we have someone who 
is a first responder, or is someone who's working in the hospitals, this is actually, yes, maybe they don't have as much to give to us, but it's actually an opportunity for us to be supportive and for us to kind of come alongside and carry them. And in a way, it's, it's a way of us supporting our world right now, because right now we need this person, these people in our lives. And so I think, wow, what an opportunity. Um, yes, it's, it's definitely a, a weight to bear for sure, as either someone in that work or someone supporting someone in that work. Um, but I feel like, wow, what an opportunity to be able to support someone during this time and to be able to lean in a little bit and be there to listen and to pray and to love knowing that this is a season and we get to be a part of this right now. So that's sort of where my, my mind goes in that whole thing. And I would echo that same, same thing and then just add back that spiritual dimension um, that I was trying to say at the, the earlier was just, just you have a reward waiting for you in heaven. And part of the reward is how your spouse looks at the end of the day, spiritually, like what you pour in, I think God multiplies. And I think he, um, he just loves that. And so I feel like if you can pray for your spouse or just bless them with scripture, um, or even just continually just be mindful of where they're at, whatever season you're in, even if it's like just simple, Andrew and I've been in some pretty desperate places. Um, and sometimes the best I had was just Jesus, please help them. Please mm -hmm. help me. And that's enough, you know, and, and that's enough. And I feel like just entrusting that to God, knowing that he can do that work yeah. even when we can't, especially when we're most done and exhausted yep. and have literally nothing left to give. And Can I, I do think that's when you can call a friend as well, lifelines, because this is a side note. We've had experiences in the past where you both are empty and you're coming to each other trying to get, but neither person has anything left to give. And I think that's when your call a friend lifeline needs to be, be yep. activated. <laughs> and you both have to have that conversation and say, look, Right now, I have nothing. You have nothing. Let's call a friend, you know, and yeah. let them, let's let them be the encouragers for this mini season, you know, and then go from there. I, I love that, Jen, the, both the friend part and especially the spiritual aspect, because, you know, we, we talk very earnestly about a God that fills us and that sustains us and that is actually the, the spring of life for us. And then to think when we're exhausted to not go to him you know, completely kind of nullifies any sense that I can say, well, you know, do I actually think God is, is my source for life? Or is that just a nice thing I tell myself because, you know, it, it gets me through the day, but it doesn't actually do anything. So to actually make space to, to make space for, for prayer and for listening and just to receive from the Lord what he has, because he, he is our life and he, and he does renew us. So um, yeah, that, that spiritual component, I, I think you, you cannot overstate that. It's, mm -hmm. it's so crucial and it's, it's encouraging to see that this is something God uh, through his spirit, I think delights in doing for us and actually filling us. This isn't something he does grudgingly or as some kind of a trade-off, but his, his joy and delight is in part just filling us with his joy and his strength and, and his energy so that we can then share that with our spouses and our families and, and whoever, whoever is around us. Mm -hmm. um, certainly this time of life is, 
um, crazy right now because of the coronavirus and that. But um, throughout your marriage, there's going to be times when one or the other is especially exhausted or um, just going through something different. Like when, when someone has, has a baby and they're not sleeping and, you know, it's like the husband is hopefully, you know, being supportive at that time. And we've gone through, you know, different rough patches where we've had teenagers that are rebelling and aging parents that are dying. And, you know, there are times when one is trying to carry the whole load themselves and they can't. And so that's when you, um, as the other spouse come in and you, and you are praying for them, you are extending so much more grace, um, maybe than you usually do or feel like, because they need it so bad at that point. And, um, and it's true, Jen, you want that person to come out at the end of the day, um, you know, a shining example of what a um, Christian spouse looks like. And it's up to us to make, to help make them the best that they can be um, in as much as it, you know, depends on us, obviously. Right. It's, it's all, it's all from God, but just to know that we are, we're, we're, we're desperately praying for them and we're encouraging them and lifting them up and giving them what they need uh, because there's, there's a balance. Now this time with Corona, like, like my husband and I were, we're both at home and it does get a little bit tense. It's like when he's on the phone with his coworkers, he's loud. It's like, excuse me, <laughs> trying try to think over here, you know? So, you know, you, it, it might be like a walking away or taking the computer into a different room and just kind of like having a bit of peace. So it is a give and take always. I think your whole marriage, it, it's a total give and take uh, depending on the moment and depending on the day. So yeah, I think I think all those things that you shared are uh, just so helpful and so valuable um, and, and important uh, because, uh, like you're saying, Jane, like whether it's this season or another season, we all get to those points where we just sort of run dry, we just run out of energy, or we run uh, just kind of low on that passion. And uh, so, yeah, some of what you suggest are just so important. And, and the other thing I would sort of um, just add to that is, and I know you, different ones have, have touched on it, but the idea of just communicate, 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 right? Just that importance of just being honest with one another about where you are um, and about what you have to either give uh, or, or take at a certain time, right? Just to be honest. And if you're at the point where um, you have little to give, I think, just being honest um, about that and, and, and communicate that and talk through that, I think as a couple is, is uh, just really, really important. Um, so usually times of crisis uh, don't uh, kind of define character. They often sort of reveal character. And, and so maybe in, in relationships, there's just sort of this underlying current of, of tension or some strife, or just these little things, these little pebbles in your shoe uh, that are just sort of grinding at you. And you've just, in, in, you know, you've got a lot of emotional energy, you've sort of just passed it off, not worried about it. Um, but now that there's sort of a crisis and just a new normal, maybe you're together all the time, some of those things have, have flared up. Um, so what would you suggest about, uh, again, those little things that are, um, that are there in your relationship that just sort of grind each other and just sort of kind of wear out the motivation and inspiration uh, it, as a couple? 
how do you sort of identify those things and deal with them and move past them? And uh, again, it doesn't have to be those big things, but just those little things that in a time of crisis just flare up and you're like, oh, hey, that's there. And it's always been there, but you just notice it more now. Um, how do you think, how do we deal with those? How do we sort of work through those as a couple to not let those little things kind of hurt us? Um, so I was actually listening to a great uh, podcast this week and I thought, oh gosh, she just gave such a great verbal expression for this exact thing. And she was like, in the coronavirus season, the temptation is going to be to either try to control something so that you feel calm or to criticize something so that you feel like you can expend some mental energy. But fixing things is not what we should be doing right now. <laughs> what you need to be doing is you can be aware of things that need to be fixed, but then you just calm down and you just relax and just like, remember, there will be a season for fixing, but now is not it, you know? And I just remember thinking for the small things <laughs> that, were, that might drive me a little crazy, there may be a season to address all of those little things and have some critical and crucial conversations about where your socks land at the end of the day. But probably right now is not the ideal timing for that. And so just taking more of a self-aware position and being like, what is it about me that's causing me to go off the deep end when my spouse is doing these small things that just drive me nuts, you know? And, and I think that would probably be more beneficial than, than trying to open up a hundred cans of worms, <laughs> especially if we just talked about, you know, it, people are running on empty, they're tired. And honestly, the vast amount of change that we're all facing from day to day is it, it just, it's staggering. Right. So to have to do some tiny little changes on top of all the big changes just seems a little, a little much. Socks can stay where they are uh, for me. Because <laughs> it, it's true. I think we respond differently when we're, uh, when we're tired. Right. We, we usually have less empathy, less self-awareness um, when we're tired. And so I think the principle, what you're saying there is, hey, there's going to be time for those things, right? And, yeah. and focus on the things that need focused on, put your energy into priorities now and, and work, make note of those things. But when you have more energy as a couple and you're in a better place, then you can focus on some of those smaller things. Yeah. Or if I say it more succinctly, divert your energy that you would normally put on the pebbles, divert it to uh, lowering your own expectations, you know? instead of really going hardcore after someone just lower your own expectations yeah what 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 are you really going for right like what's what's what are you really hoping for right right so, so you, it, you have a choice you can complain about where the socks are or you can have a healthier marriage like which one would you like <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it's focusing on the log in your own eye i think at that point is what you're <laughs> That's what you're saying. That's kind yeah. of what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah okay. Starts so, with you. <laughs> sometimes. Right. Um, if I'm sometimes, perfect, that's a problem, though. I mean, really. <laughs> sometimes it's just, it's just stepping away from the situation for a minute, even uh, alone or as a couple. Like, um, we've been 
you know, kind of the middle of the day when things are getting a bit tense, we would go for a walk. Just go just walk around the block. It's a different, you know, breathe some fresh air. You just get a, a new lease on the world for, for five minutes, right? Or even just step outside in the backyard or on your front step or something and just just take a minute to, you know, bring that that tension down, whether it's just you by yourself or you together. Maybe you just need to take your coffee outside on the porch and just sit and look at each other and drink coffee for half an hour, right? Who knows? Whatever. Whatever it takes. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I also think that in a crisis, I wonder how much we're distracted by all the terrible things and we bring that into our relationship. And so all of a sudden, all the terrible things are magnified. And instead of remembering that there's actually a, a whole whack load of amazing things um, to celebrate, to take the time to celebrate those really great things about that person. I know, again, it's that deflecting idea, but we have a lot of crisis going on around us and but we actually share something special. And um, so taking time to notice those, those good things in one another and actually sitting with those for a while and, and being appreciative and thankful. I know that that takes a kind of energy when we're in a crisis, but um, again, it's, it's more, um, I guess, hopefully encouraging and uplifting of one another in this time. I, I just keep chuckling at this because the other day our six-year-old was in our room and comes in and I wasn't there and he only told me the story, but you know, I had left clothes on the floor. Right. And so she comes in and apparently starts complaining to Naomi about how daddy never cleans up his clothes. He's like, I mean, he has this here and this isn't put away. <laughs> so it's like, we're going to get criticism, right? Like it's going to be there. So we cannot lay that on other people ourselves. That would probably be good. Oh, yeah. So I've been cleaning up a bit more lately. <laughs> At our house, because we're all home, it's all like, who can have the best table manners? And then who is not having the best table manners? Yeah. Let's just emphasize that. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think what you're saying there is, is true, right? We can we can have a, a cup half empty approach and we can look at things that are going on, the crisis that we're in, or maybe the, some of the struggles or whatever in our marriage or things that we maybe don't quite appreciate. Uh, we can focus on those and make those sort of the, the, the bigger picture, uh, or we can, we can appreciate those things that we actually do have and look at the, the cup half full. Right. And uh, so, I, and I think it's just taking the time, taking the time to kind of shift your perspective instead of noticing those things that um, yeah, that that maybe that that bug you or that you'd like to see fixed, and just focus on those things that that you appreciate. And um, yeah, I think that's that's really important at all times. I think in a in a relationship, right? Um, yeah, that's well, so good. Uh, we Can I just add, Martin? I think you could just write a list if you're one of those people that feels better if you write it all down and then just remember it for another day, <laughs> another time of life. You know just tuck it away yeah and then I would I would I would tuck it away but then I would also start to to post things you know like little post-it notes on the fridge or whatever things that you appreciate about your spouse right yeah. like I think I think that's important not only for your spouse to see but even if, if for your kids to see right that hey like daddy appreciates mommy daddy loves mommy and I know some of the reasons because I see them around the house and I hear them being talked about and uh, so yeah that's important 
And we think of, of life right now, what might Jesus be saying to us as a couple? Um, what things might he be calling us towards as a couple? Um, what dreams, again, um, uh, might he be sort of placing in us? How can we sort of fan that uh, in us as a couple? Um, again, not just focusing on kind of what's in front of us, because uh, sometimes we can, we can sort of lose hope or lose perspective. Uh, like we don't want this to be the main thing. We want the main thing to be what Jesus is calling us to and what dreams he's placing in us as a family and as a couple. How can we sort of fan those things, fan those dreams, fan those uh, ideas into reality as a couple? Yeah, wow. It just, what, what comes to mind for me is how our current reality has gotten rid of all of the parts of our life that are separate from each other now. So whereas before it's, so what did you do today? It's like, I, I kind of know everything that went on in your day. <laughs> you know, and so, again, like it's all, it's all mushed together. So why not, why not also merge together our, our spiritual um, uh, relationship with Christ as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, in particular, I don't, I don't know how it is for other couples, but I feel like uh, for Naomi and me, that was maybe one of the, the last things that really started to clarify for me. This is probably like 10 years into our marriage of realizing, oh, we can, we can follow Jesus together. This isn't something we're both doing, but individually it's, we, we can actually do that together. And so, you know, if, if all the other parts of our life are now even more combined, um, I think it's, I think the father is inviting us to, to combine our, our, our spiritual practices mm -hmm. and our, our pursuit of Christ together as well. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. And I'm cognizant of the fact that sometimes when we're in the temporary season, it, cause it kind of feels like we're in a waiting, like a holding pattern right now. Um, it can be easy to like put, everything on hold and just kind of wait and see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And while I would say it's good to put some, what well, I would think that putting pebbles in the shoe on hold is, is okay. <laughs> we'll deal with those when we have more energy and time and whatever. I would think that what is it that Jesus is speaking to us, to me, to you, our kids, right now can't go on hold it can't be something that we do and we can't put that in the waiting room i think because each moment of time that we've been given is the time that we have been given you know and so we have to live it out as most fully as we can and um so how to have that conversation about dreaming together or living together i mean i i do think that's a lifetime of a journey <laughs> um mm -hmm. But there's, there's practical things like even with what I, what I just said, I was thinking that was almost, that was hopeful and exciting, but, but vague maybe, right. About like, well, how do you actually do that? Yeah. And cause I know with what you're talking about, you have, you have practical thoughts on how, how that actually gets done. And I'm thinking for what I was thinking, it's, oh, actually practice praying together, not just like praying for each other on your own is wonderful, but if, if praying together isn't a practice, then, then start and don't, mm -hmm. don't try and be spiritual giants right off the beginning, right? Just, just pray, pray together for a minute, you know, whatever it is, or share about, you know, Naomi, 
Naomi uh, journals her prayers. I don't, but to be able to talk about like, what are you praying about today? Like even sharing, or what do you think God is revealing to you uh, today to be able to, to become more familiar with those, those conversations. So, um, cause I know what you're talking about, Jen is more than just these vague ideas. Like you're very practical and very uh, determined <laughs> in how you do those things. And it, it's not just like, Oh, maybe it'll happen. It's like, Hey, we can actually do this. And you can start with baby steps. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think like another baby step is right now, uh, the dwell app is offering um, some really good deals or free trials for people. And it's just scripture being read in really neat ways. Um, why not listen to scripture for a little bit and then talk about it, you yeah. know, um, as a couple, you know, how did that scripture impact you? What did you think God was showing? Whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be long. That's good. Yeah. Go ahead. Check it out. <laughs> go ahead, Jane. Any, any way that you can connect on a spiritual level is, is a great thing, whether it's um, listening to scripture, praying together, whatever it is, just to know that you're connecting on that level. There's lots of levels in your relationship, and this is a very important one, probably the most important one, right? Um, and so it's the foundation that your whole marriage is, is built on, really. And, um, and you want to make sure that that stays as healthy as it possibly can. And, uh, and, and, and God wants it to be strong and healthy as well, too. So he's, um, he's looking for you to come to him together, right? So, yeah. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think what you're saying and, and what you're saying is, is let's, let's not keep what God's doing in our life private, right? Let, let's make it public. And, and the, the, you know, the most natural, the first step of making it public is making it public with our spouse making it public with our family. And so, yeah, so there's wonderful things, whether it's the, um, the like the Dwell app or the Version Bible app, there's lots of different mm-hmm. studies there, like doing things together and, and whether it's together, or you're just talking about what you're learning with one another. Um, it gives you that, that again, that other, that, that sort of foundational piece uh, to your, your relationship. And so again, I would just say, don't keep it private, communicate uh, and just allow God to speak to you uh, through your spouse uh, and to your spouse, uh, I think uh, I think is important. Like, what is God saying to you for your spouse, right? Um, and just being willing to sort of share that and um, and to kind of work towards that together. And um, again, you're 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 one. You're in this together, and so um, what's good for them is good for you. And uh, so I, I think that's just uh, that's just really important. And so. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up, but I think that's a great segue uh, to next week, uh, what we're going to talk about, because I, I do really feel that um, that connecting with God during times of crisis and hardship is, is, is important. And I think we can get to know the heart of God best in the midst of crisis, and we can identify with, with uh, pain and suffering, because Jesus has gone through that. And so how can we connect with God deeply and creatively uh, during this time? Again, when sort of um, things have been flipped upside down, when there's kids around the house all the time, how can we do that? And so that's what we're going to talk about next week, uh, how to connect with God while you're constantly surrounded by others. So again, hope that you found our discussion helpful and um, 
again, if you've got things to, to uh, ideas to send to us or questions, please connect with us. Uh, but we look forward to connecting with you again next week on our Parent Hub Live webcast when we're talking about connecting with God while you're constantly surrounded by others. So uh, thank you, Jen. Thank you, Jamie Naomi. Uh, Jane, thank you for being with us again tonight. Bye for now. Bye.